In a dusty workshop in the west of Ireland, a father and son have been making banjos for close to four decades. Tom Cusson and his son Finton run clarion banjos in Galway. And if you visit their workshop, you'll find them hard at work making instruments for banjo players all over the world. Della Kilroy recently paid them a visit. Hiya, how's it going? I'm Della. Oh, how are you? Good Thank you. This is uh, the top of the line one that we make, and now this is one that Finton made. I, it's finished a, a couple of weeks. Oh, I do enjoy. I enjoy music for a start. That's the bottom line. I started playing the accordion when I was a, when I was a kid, and. I play with a band called Shaskin, who are celebrating 53 years on the road. Never off the road. Part of the reason I got into banjo making because I played the band, the banjo in the band uh, in the 70s when the folk boom was really beginning to sort of come to fruition because we were new kids on the block at the time. We had our day because of people asking about where can I get a banjo, can I get a banjo set up and do you know anybody that will fix it? So... I said, I'll fix it. And that was how it started. I'm in Chlorine Banjos with Tom Cusson, just outside Galway's Claren Bridge. His shop tells a story of four decades of playing, making and repairing banjos. Well, at the moment you're in what we call our showroom, uh, which uh, basically, as you can see, it's lined with banjos, mandolins and some fiddles, but the banjo being the primary. And the place is full of photographs and posters, as you can see. I'm running out of space for posters. And Clarine, <coughs> the name Clarine is the bridge of the board, and that's Claren Bridge in Irish. So that's the connotations of the name. So th- that's the situation. Uh, in, I'll show you in here for what it's what this is what we have here these are bands they're all bands that are used on the banjo these are tension bands the banjo is half metal half wood really so we we do a lot of our own metal work and this here is a, is a tone ring and just uh, find something to so this is like the engine of the banjo the better the engine the better the banjo more costly as well. No, I, I, like every workshop, the place is up in a mess, but plenty of dust. Dust is free. So this is where all the work happens. Then, well, this is this is more or less where all the work happens. Could do it a tidy up, but then again, here Finton is working away there on, on a banjo at the moment, is getting some necks ready and things like that. And to have family involved is is very nice. You know, it's nice to start something and that somebody continues with it, you know. It's a good feeling. With the workshop just behind Tom's family home, I find his son Finton hard at work. I am just shaping the bone nut that's on the top of the banjo. Finton joined the business 20 years ago, and he's been kept busy ever since. It wasn't uh, a matter of wanting to. Tom offered uh, me a job. He was getting to the stage where he couldn't manage it all himself. And um, I had just arrived back from Australia. Loose end, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Probably with the intention of going back to Dublin because that's where all the jobs were. I said I'd give it two or three months. It has its its ups and its advantages. It has its downs. We work six days a week. You're never really switched off. But just as a small business like 
thousands of people across the country will know, you do what it takes. You know. what's, what's demand like at the moment? Manic. Demand is from all over the world, thankfully. I mean, we, we're just preparing a banjo there to ship it to Mexico, things like that. So thankfully, demand is, is good at the moment. Okay, so I'm just about to cut off uh, the waist of a banjo neck that we're working on. The most rewarding thing is seeing somebody's face when they pick up an instrument that you made for them and they're blown away by how it sounds, how it feels better than they had wanted. And there's no doubt that it's satisfying. Push it. Push it, there we go. Back in the showroom with Tom, and he tells me how the business has changed for him since the 70s and 80s. Well, business-wise, the the amount of youngsters that are playing at the present time is colossal. The standard has gone beyond recognition, to to be fair about it. That's partly because there are more people to, to refer to, there are more recordings available, there's more transport available, there's more money available, and there's more teachers available. So there's a whole combination, and you go to the all Ireland Flat this year in, in, in Mullingar, and you'll see, just walk the streets at any time, and you see youngsters of all ages, and a few old fellas like myself as well, and old ones, I suppose, if it's not... <laughs> <laughs> better be careful but you know the, the, and that's that's the beauty about it music for me has no age limit and it's a universal language I could be playing with somebody from Japan New York I could be playing with somebody from next door to me you know and that's the beauty about it you don't have to speak the la- same language Miss McLeod's real is the same for you as it is for me as it is for everybody else with different variations you know and it brings people together and it puts a smile on people's face. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if, if your foot taps, then it's, it's, it's working. That's my view anyway. So before I go, will you give me another tune? I will. And I have one that I, that I had on the late, late in 1989. Maybe I should get that one and play it. Give me a second, I'll go and get it. Great. I'm going to play, play your real call, Love at the Ending. Cousin, love at the endings played for Della Kilroy in his shop at Clarine Banjos. If you want to find out more, well, if you made banjos in Ireland and you wanted to set up a website, what would you call it? Banjo.ie, of course.